Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, each week we have three videos coming out we know you're not going to want to miss. So please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Five Sacred Places with Evidence of Human Sacrifice Throughout history, humankind has been seemingly obsessed over finding the most efficient ways to inflict pain and wreak havoc on those whom they are in conflict with. However, not all forms of violence are designed merely for warring purposes. Sometimes, they are also done for religious or ritualistic reasons. In this video, we're going to witness some of the bloodiest and most barbaric practices ever. Here are five sacred places with evidence of human sacrifice. Number five, Mound 72, St. Louis, Missouri. Historical records indicate that in earlier civilizations, there had been a widespread practice of sacrificing the lives of retainers, commoners, and even family members upon the death of an elite person. Aside from the time of the Egyptian pharaohs, this has also been observed in Mesoamerican societies. The so-called Mound 72 burial ground bears proof of such occurrences. Near the modern-day city of St. Louis, Missouri, was found a city called Cahokia. This area once flourished from 1050 AD to 1200, and here you can find a site where a number of rulers were believed to have been buried. This mound, which measures around 10 feet high, holds the remains of nearly 300 people, 
Most of them were sacrificed following their leader's death. Archaeological findings suggest the complexity of the burial site. It appears that people were sacrificed gradually in a series of episodes. In one instance, there were a total of 53 women, most who fell between the ages of 18 to 23 and one in her early 30s. They were all sacrificed at the same time and placed in a mass grave, and excavations determined that they were strangled before being arranged in neat rows. In another episode, 40 men and women had shown signs that they suffered violently in their deaths. It was even more disturbing to know that some of them were buried alive as revealed in the evidence of claw marks in the ground. From here, it seemed like they were trying to dig themselves out from the mass grave that they were stuck in. Out of all those buried in the mound, two residents stood out though. They were laid with 20,000 marine-shelled disc beads arranged in the shape of a falcon. Experts believe that some or perhaps all the sacrifices were dedicated to these two individuals. Although the reasons may differ from one culture to another, the offering of human lives during the burial of a powerful leader was based on the belief that these unfortunate souls could still serve their ruler even in the afterlife. Knowing this, you'd be hard-pressed to find a situation as doomed as being placed in eternal servitude. Number 4. Flakstad, Norland County, Norway Their long ships have sailed the high seas, crossed oceans, and reached lands as far as the Mediterranean in North America. Also known as raiders from Scandinavia, the Scourge of the North, and Helen Carnate. They've been called so many names, but one thing's for sure. Vikings were extremely brutal in war and even in death. History has been rife with accounts revealing their gruesome exploits. Aside from plundering villages, towns, and cities, they would kidnap people and bring them back to their homeland as slaves. Women, of course, had it the worst as they were subjected to horrific abuse as sex slaves. And if you thought this was barbaric enough, the Vikings had also been reportedly sacrificing their captives as offerings to their dead masters. In an archaeological excavation in Flakstead, which is in Norland County, Norway, archaeologists discovered multiple graves that seemed to support this notion. The ancient graves, first uncovered in the early 1980s, had since been overlaid with modern structures. Much of the artifacts contained therein were things like precious stones, knives, pottery, and some animal bones, but they were already damaged. However, there turned out to be even more interesting aspects of the excavation. In these graves laid the remains of at least 10 people, and most of them have been decapitated. An examination conducted further revealed that most of them had been slaves. This was made evident by the diet that these beheaded individuals had as compared to those who were buried with complete bodies. Comparing the way they were lay next to each other, it was concluded that these beheaded individuals were slaves who were sacrificed as gifts to their masters who passed away. This type of practice was actually not uncommon in Viking society. There have been countless other burial grounds excavated 
where residents were found in situations reminiscent to that of being sacrificed like tied hands and feet and decapitated heads. One researcher said, It is assumed that such persons were grave gifts and would follow their masters in death. Surprisingly, there have been accounts suggesting that not all of these human sacrifices were made involuntarily. There were records showing how a group of slaves would often volunteer themselves to follow their beloved leaders in what was called Valhalla, or Warrior Heaven in Viking mythology. Should you find yourself in that situation, would you offer yourself up as a grave follower to your master? Or would you rather save yourself from that unnecessary death? Number 3. Temple of the Moon northern Peru. Before the Incas, the land of Peru was home to many other ancient Mesoamerican civilizations, including the lesser-known northern people called the Mochi. Their empire thrived and lasted from about 100 to 800 AD. One of the empire's pinnacle achievements was a complex called Houses del Mochi, or the Temple of the Moon. Although its reputation could be easily overshadowed with that of its bigger and larger version, the Houses del Sol or Temple of the Sun, the Moon Temple nonetheless has its fair share of infamy. The same with their counterparts, the Mochi people, put priests and warriors on top of the social hierarchy. They were given sweeping powers over those belonging in the lower class. A warring society, much of their ideals revolved around war and religion. In fact, these two things are of the same kind, which is why they place great emphasis on these aspects. For instance, they would regularly conduct one-on-one duels between their own warriors. These brutal events would be overseen by their priests, and losers in these battles had it the worst. Should they actually survive the bloody clash, A much more painful way to die awaited them later on. On top of the Temple of the Moon and in front of the crowd, the winner would slit the throat and drink the blood of their beaten opponents. Apparently, this wouldn't be the only way for the Mochi people to make bloody sacrifices. After a war, warriors would make sure to bring live captives back to their capital, where they would be made as offerings to the priests. At their hands, these defeated combatants would suffer some of the most brutal kinds of death. This was made evident by the mural paintings that adorned the adobe and brick temple. Showcased in these artworks were scenes of naked and tied up men being put to death, most of them by decapitation. Archaeological findings seem to coincide with this as well. Currently, there have been found the remains of around 70 residents Researchers believe that these victims of human sacrifices had come from distant lands. Archaeologists speculated that the manner in which these corpses were being disposed of are clear indicators that they didn't belong to the Mochi group. Around the area, they uncovered skulls that were used as drinking cups. The decapitated bodies, meanwhile, were propped up in a way that the blood would flow down to the ground. There were also observations suggesting that the corpses were then swept away into a nearby ditch and left there to be picked off by vultures. 
As with anything in this world, nothing lasts forever, though. Due to a prolonged drought, the mochi eventually abandoned the site altogether and settled in a distant region. What they left was later taken over by several other empires like the Chimu and the Inca. Number 2. Shimeo, Shenmu County, China Quite unsurprisingly, a number of research and excavation projects revealed that China, as with any large civilization in the past, had also practiced doing human sacrifices. Along the Yangtze River, in what is now known as Shenmu County in China, there was an established city called Shimeo. It was one of the largest Neolithic settlements that was founded in this area 4,300 years ago. For more than 300 years, life in this ancient stone town flourished. However, everything came to a halt when there happened to be a rapid shift in temperatures on the lowest plateau, sometime between 2000 and 1700 BC. The site was completely abandoned and forgotten, only to be rediscovered in the early 21st century. Beneath the ruins were buried some of the most gruesome and grisly secrets, giving us a picture of what citizens in Chamoa had done in the past. During their initial excavation project, archaeologists uncovered 80 human skulls laid under the city gate. What made this discovery disturbing was the fact that their bodies were nowhere to be found. Moreover, these skulls belonged to young women who died around 4,000 years ago. And upon further examinations, experts noticed that these skeletal remains actually bore evidence of violent deaths. Although nothing is yet conclusive, the test results indicate that the victims were either bludgeoned or set on fire. The greater question that confronted these researchers was why the residents of this mass grave were all women And also, why were they beheaded? Although it's yet to be confirmed, archaeologists believe that these poor girls were probably captives of war or kidnapped women from other territories. It's likely that they were offered or sacrificed in ceremonies that mark the founding of this ancient stone city. The gruesome killing of these women in Chamoa seemed to tell us how particular the ancient people were when it came to sacrificing humans. Perhaps for them, a female sacrifice would bring more weight to their efforts. Or maybe they found them as an easier target for their wicked rituals. Number 1. Templo Mayor, Mexico City, Mexico Much of what we have known about the Aztec civilization in Mexico was centered at the empire's ancient capital city of Tenochtitlan, which is now Mexico City. Unless you've been living under a rock, you probably must have encountered books, stories, and movies portraying the apparent brutal practices of the Aztec people. The thing is, these works of fiction are based on what truly happened at that time. Archaeological and textual records clearly indicate that the practice of human sacrifice occurred with some degree of regularity at Tenochtitlan particularly at the Templo Mayor, one of the largest temples in the city's complex. In 1521, the Spanish conquistador Hernán Cortés and his men arrived in the town to witness firsthand the grisly ceremony. 
In one of the accounts, written by Cortez's chronicler, Bernal Castillo, they saw Aztec priests standing at the top of the Templo Mayor and holding razor-sharp obsidian blades. These instruments were then used to slice open the chest of sacrificial victims who, by the way, were still alive. We could only imagine the agony that the person laid on the altar had to go through. These priests would then pull out the person's heart, showed it to the ecstatic crowd, and raised it up to the heavens as if offering it to the gods. The head would also be cut off and tossed down the crimson-colored steps of the pyramid. These observations were further corroborated by Andres de Tapia, another European conqueror. In his accounts, he described two rounded towers that flanked the Templo Mayor on each side. This was no ordinary tower, as it was made entirely of stacked human skulls. Though some would argue that the numbers could very well be inflated, a lot of records seem to mention about the time when more than 80,000 people were slaughtered in one single incident. These men, women, and children were reportedly killed during the inauguration of the Templo Mayor. Many modern historians seem to refute that perhaps these reports were widely exaggerated by the witnesses. It was supposedly made to justify the atrocities the colonialists had committed against the natives, such as murdering the Aztec emperor Moctezuma, sacking the city of its huge wealth, as well as enslaving its people. However, the archaeological expeditions conducted sometime later in 2015 and 2018 had once again given weight to the claims of the conquistadors. What they found were material evidence and proof to back up the records. There were questions raised as to why the Aztecs carried out such brutal ceremonies. Anthropologists said that this practice is deeply ingrained in their culture, beliefs, and religion. For the Aztecs, their sun god was waging a war against darkness. If darkness won, the world would come to an end. So, to prevent this catastrophe, the people had to feed the deity with human hearts and blood, and lots of it. On the other hand, the ritual of sacrificing war captives and publicly displaying their skulls serves as visceral reminders of the strength of the empire and the extent of its domination. The frequency and the extent of this horrific practice by the Aztecs only tell one thing, that it would be terrifying to find oneself living in that era. So there were five sacred places with evidence of human sacrifice. It's quite unnerving to know the extent of violence that humans are capable of doing. Though they were widely accepted and even encouraged in the past, such practices will remain etched in our history as one of the most horrendous things that we ever did against our fellow humans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Scary Mysteries. Did you guys know that all of our videos are also available as audio only wherever you listen to your podcasts? So we're there in however way you want to consume the content. And for even more in-depth and crazy stories, Check out our Everytown podcast because every town has a dark side.